Hi, it's Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm a top-rated life coach, an international best-selling author, and a multi-passionate entrepreneur. I'm on a mission to help you go from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. The experts on this show will help you achieve work-life balance so that you can experience abundance in seven pillars of life, spirituality, health, emotions, romance, mindset, social, and financial life. When you have all seven pillars of life in alignment, you are balanced, beautiful, and abundant. Let's go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I am your host, Rebecca Whitman. We are coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. And today we have a very special episode. It is called The Science of Gratitude. And in a few minutes, you're going to hear from my guest who believes in gratitude so strongly that he actually changed his name to Napoleon Gratitude. And he has such a powerful story. I'm so excited for you guys to hear from him. First, let's talk about gratitude. One of my favorite sales trainers and entrepreneurial giants, Zig Ziglar, said, Gratitude is the healthiest of human emotions. And I wanted to research, is there really a science behind gratitude? I mean, I know it makes me feel great. It's part of my morning practice to do a gratitude practice along with my abundance journal. By the way, if you want my abundance journal, send me a DM abundance journal, and I'll get you that free journal. But what is really the science of gratitude? So I wanted to tell you, I found 10 things that are scientifically backed by clinicals on how gratitude can change your life. First thing is gratitude wires and fires new neural connections to the bliss center of your brain. Hello, the Bliss Center. I think we all want to access that part of our brain. The second thing gratitude does is it enhances dopamine and serotonin, which are neurotransmitters responsible for happiness. So, hello, yes, give me more dopamine and serotonin. Serotonin, these are amazing hormones that make you feel great They make you feel invincible. Having a gratitude practice can help enhance these neurotransmitters. The third thing gratitude does is it reduces fear and anxiety by regulating the stress hormones. So one of the major stress hormones is cortisol. Another one is adrenaline. It's called the limbic system. When we were in the caveman and cavewoman days, we were in fight flight. We were literally being chased by a woolly mammoth. But now we get stressed out if we have to wait an extra five minutes in the Starbucks line. Are we getting chased by the woolly mammoth? Is it really life or death? I don't think so. If they're five minutes later for our latte, it's not going to kill us. But our body doesn't know the difference. And our body releases, releases these stress hormones as if it is life or death. And it's really bad for your adrenals. 
So having a gratitude practice reduces these toxic chemicals being released in our body. The next thing that gratitude does is it fosters cognitive restructuring by evoking positive thinking. So you're literally reprogramming your brain to look at life in a positive way, not a negative way. That is huge. That is something that takes time. It, it is a practice. That's why it's called a gratitude practice. But you can look at a situation and see that things are happening for you, not to you. You can see that instead of being a victim in life and things are you're, you're going through things, we grow through what we go through. We are growing through whatever is happening to us. We're learning lessons and having life experience that's making us a stronger, better person if we have a gratitude practice. If we can look at life through the lens of gratitude, we are going to be growing constantly. The next thing that gratitude does is it releases toxic emotions. We talk a lot about on this show that all emotions come from fear or love. The fear-based toxic emotions are jealousy, judgment, bitterness, resentment, cynicism, sadness, depression, disappointment, anger, anxiety. So these are the emotions that having a gratitude practice can help release. And we can bring in the positive love-based emotions that are bliss, happiness, abundance, appreciation, compassion, excitement, contentment. The next thing that gratitude does is it releases pain by it it reduces pain by releasing dopamine. So if you have a painful injury, there was a study that I read about people actually had a, a pain in their body and they had a gratitude practice and they measure the intensity of the pain and the physical pain they felt was reduced by having the gratitude because gratitude releases dopamine, which is an all-natural drug that the body secretes, and that helps reduce pain. So if you're going through any kind of physical pain or ailment, having a gratitude practice can really help the healing process. The next thing that gratitude does is it improves sleep quality. And Napoleon is going to share in a few minutes his gratitude practice. But one of the things that he teaches directly improves your sleep quality. Having a gratitude practice reduces anxiety and fear. And anxiety and fear are the things that keep you up at night staring at the ceiling because you're in total fear, doubt, and worry mode. And having a gratitude practice calms your nervous system, calms your mind so you can sleep well. The next thing gratitude does is it reduces cortisol. We talked about that, the stress hormone. Cortisol messes up the body. It creates a dis-ease in the body. When you're thinking about things that stress you out, it is creating cortisol. It creates stomach fat. They've done a study that a lot of stomach fat is because of cortisol. So it reduces stress, and stress is a leading cause of disease. So anything that we can do to reduce stress is going to be so wonderful for our health. The next thing that gratitude does is it reduces anxiety and depression. So a lot of the psychoactive drugs that they prescribe, they release 
serotonin, and dopamine. They give your body those feel-good hormones and a pill. What if you could have those feel-good hormones naturally without having to take a pill that's going to tox out your body? That's right. It's from a gratitude practice. And finally, gratitude helps you be more resilient. My mission is to help women be resilient, to go from burned out, overwhelmed, stressed, to balanced, beautiful, and abundant, and to build the resilience in your body, in your mind. One of the fastest ways to be resilient is to have a gratitude practice. So now that we've seen how valuable gratitude is, we are going to cut to a quick commercial break. When we come back, you're going to hear from my friend, my wonderful new mentor on gratitude. I just started doing his practice two weeks ago, and I've already seen radical shifts in my life. His name is Napoleon Gratitude, so stand by. My name is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We're coming to you live from the Bold Brave TV network. After this quick commercial break, you're going to get to hear from Napoleon Gratitude. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. We're coming to you live from Bold Brave TV. Today, we're going to talk about how being grateful, how can gratitude contribute to you living that balanced, beautiful, and abundant life. And we are welcoming my friend and new mentor, Napoleon Gratitude, who is an expert on all things gratitude. Welcome, Napoleon. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Really appreciate it. It's so um, great to see you today. Yeah, same here. Thank you so much. You look amazing. Sure. And what an introduction. That was like, um, I don't think I have that much information about gratitude like you do now. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna have to get some of that from you. Um, you know. Yeah, it's actually, amazing. Yeah, it is. It is. Wow. Really great. <laughs> And now that I know all of this, maybe I can talk about gratitude now. <laughs> yeah, well, I wanted to set the stage because you have a powerful story with gratitude, but I wanted my audience to know that they've actually done scientific studies on all these things that gratitude does, and it's so powerful. So first, I want to tell my audience a little bit about you. So Napoleon has created a global gratitude community of over 18,000 people. He hosts a weekly in-person and Zoom gratitude and manifestation mastermind, which I was so excited to speak on just two nights ago. I had the best time ever. And he has written a book called Gratitude for Kids. And he believes that if we spread gratitude to children globally, we can change the world. So Napoleon, tell us your story. How did you get into this gratitude practice that has affected almost 20,000 people directly in your community? <clears throat> um, so I'll start with uh, saying, I'm going to do a little recount on what happened in my life, right? So sure. I, uh, I moved to LA about 24 years ago. When I moved here, 
I started reading every spiritual book that was ever printed, every author from Brian Weiss to Gary Zukoff to Judith Krishnamurti, you name it. I was, I wanted to learn about spirituality. I wanted to, you know, be spiritual, be woo-woo spiritual. I was so excited, you know. Uh, <clears throat> and, you know, and I would talk like I knew what I was talking about. Right? And I used to go to every transformational seminar. People would go, Napoleon, you should go do that. I'm like, I'm right there. Tony Robbins, I'm right there. The Landmark Forum. Check, done that, you know, all of that. And I went through this process of trying to discover what makes us tick, what can I do to improve my life, improve my outlook, improve everything about me, right? Um, and so I started, uh, and I, you know, I went to every spiritual circus that ever came into town. I went to see the Ama four times. I went to see the <laughs> Dalai Lama twice, you know, you name it. I went to it, right? I was so excited. I go to these places and I'd be like, oh my God, it's so great. <clears throat> and, um, nine years ago, I started a tech company and, uh, and I raised a half a million dollars for it, you know, and. And then about almost a year later, I ran out of money and I couldn't raise any more money. And, um, and I put all my savings into the company because I believed in it so much, you know, and I, you know, and my dream was to be a CEO of a tech company. So here I am living my dream, right? Nobody told me that I actually have to do some work to get there. You know, <laughs> nobody told me that. So, um, so I was reading this. Uh, all these things about um, tech entrepreneurs and what they do and, you know, all of that. And, um, and I put all, after putting all my savings into the company, I ran out of money again and I couldn't raise any more money. There was something that was blocking, right? And, uh, and I put all my credit cards into it. I maxed out my credit cards and I put all the money into the, into the company. And then, um, I took out loans against some of the real estate that I own. And, uh, and I still couldn't raise any more money. And then I uh, ran out of money again. And this time I got an eviction notice or foreclosure or whatever from my place in Los Angeles. And all I could think about was, oh, my God, I can't be homeless with my six-year-old son. This is going to scar him for life. <clears throat> you know, my son was now 15, was six at that time. And uh, I just thought, I can't be homeless with my six-year-old son. This is terrible. You know, what kind of father? And in that spiral down, all I could think about was, I'm going to have to commit suicide so he can get the life insurance policy. You know, because all I could see was, I'm going to be homeless with my six-year-old son. Right. And I was married at that time. She didn't know what was going on. Um, and when we got that notice, she was freaked. She flipped out because I hadn't told her anything. And I uh, and she says, "What's going on?" And blah blah blah. And where's the money? And I said, "Well, I, you know, um, we're on this company. We're doing this company, and that's where all the money went." 
And then she was furious. You know, we had fights over this, you know, but the anxiety, you know, I was sleeping two or three hours a night and I would wake up with an anxiety attack. I would wake up in the morning hoping that I had died overnight, <clears throat> you know, because um, I felt so um, helpless and hopeless, you know. And now at this point, I'm out of answers. I don't know what to do, who to turn to. Um, and uh, I remember one of my early mentors telling me that people who commit suicide are people who seek a permanent solution to a temporary problem. So I thought, okay, I'm not going to commit suicide. I'm going to see what else opens up. That night, I got down on my knees and I said, God, if there's a God, because at this point, you know, anything is for discussion here. <clears throat> and I said, God, if there's God, show me a different way because my way is not working. And in that surrender, in that absolute surrender, like I can't do anything. This is... You know, if you want to take the house, if you want to take the cars, if you want to take everything and have me be homeless, so be it. But I need help here. I was just like, you know, and uh, my eye went to this gratitude process that a friend of mine had given me a couple of months prior, right? And I looked at it and I said, okay, well, I don't know what else to do. And mind you, I've been doing gratitude lists since I moved to Los Angeles 24 years ago, I had people that would tell me, oh, you hate that guy, do a gratitude list. You know, be like, all right, do a gratitude list. Uh, do a gratitude list of 10 things and not five new things each day. I'm like, okay, now do them. And, you know, and it was, it was great because it would change my, my relationship with people. And it was awesome. But, this gratitude process was a little different, but I started doing it like my life depended on it because it did. Yeah. And, um, and I kept on, you know, doing this work. And three weeks into it, I met John McAfee, McAfee antivirus, you know, mm -hmm. um, and he agreed to become my partner. And then a few weeks later, I got 25 grand from an investor. And then a few weeks later, I got a half a million dollars from multiple investors. And all my friends are going, oh, my God, Napoleon, it's the gratitude practice. Oh, my God, can you send me the exercises? And I said, oh, yeah, of course. And I started sending them the exercises. Two friends of mine and myself started this group, right? Wow. And I would send them the exercises every night, and, they, and we would do them the following day. <clears throat> you know, and we would, like, check with each other, did my gratitude practice, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, and we would support each other in that. And... When all my friends were saying this about gratitude, there was a little voice in my in the back of my head that would say, maybe you just got lucky. Maybe it was coincidence. Maybe, maybe, maybe. So I decided that I wanted to prove to myself that the reason why I got that money was as a result of doing gratitude work. So I set my goals on getting $2 million in exchange for 10% of my company. And I sort of being uh, really intentional about it and writing it on my gratitude list and visualizing the money being in my account. How does it feel having $2 million in your bank account? And I sort of visualize it and visualizing I would, you know, visualize all this. And, um, and then four months later, 
I am invited to go and sit in front of 15 CEOs, internet pioneers. I'm not going to name any names. I don't want to be like <laughs> um, sued or whatever. Uh, and I'm sitting in front of them and you say who you are, what you're doing, what you're looking for. And, uh, and I said, my name is Napoleon. This is what I do. And I'm looking for $2 million based on a $20 million valuation for my company. And they all rolled their eyes at me. They all went, oh, my God. <laughs> and I wanted to say to them, I can see you rolling your eyes at me. I'm sitting, yeah. I'm sitting 20 feet away from them. I can see all of them doing that, right? And one of them said, you're delusional. Who's going to give you the money? You don't have any exits. You never sold the company. Where'd you go to school? You know, you don't even have a product because I didn't have a product, right? And I said, excuse me, I didn't come here to ask you for permission. I came here to share with you what I'm doing. Because that's what Michael Beckwith told someone when he was starting Agape 30-some-odd years ago, whatever it was. That's exactly what he said. And I'll never forget that, that phrase, right? Because uh, sometimes when people become that successful, uh, they think that they have all the answers. And, um, you know, after that, in that uh, meeting that I presented my company to, uh, I went on to, two months later, raised $2 million in exchange for 10% of my company. <clears throat> yeah. That is so and incredible. Absolutely. <clears throat> and um, one of the things that was really amazing was that when I got that money, I became at one with the belief that this is the way that the universe works. Many of us say that we believe in things, but we act like we don't believe in those things. And that's the way I used to be. That's the way I used to think. I don't know, um, I don't know about you know, something, I mean, I, I say that I knew something and then I would talk like I knew what I was talking about and would give advice and blah, 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 and all of that stuff. And, uh, but in that moment when that money came, see, that money was so impossible according to everybody's belief system, including mine, including my own opinion, that it was so against everybody's belief system that I knew that when that money came, it was a gift. And it was a gift from the universe. And not only was it a gift from the universe, but it was a gift for my own transformation in order for me to spread this message. I've come to terms with that because, you know, I was working my company and thinking, oh my God, it's the company and I manifested it. But now I see how when I say, when I tell people this story, it makes them listen to me. It's a powerful you know? story. Yeah, it's a powerful story. I mean, and it, and it makes $2 them million pay attention. Two, $2 million, million dollars. manifested out of nothingness. So who was the person who gave you the money? A couple of investors. They're going to remain anonymous. Anonymous. A few That's people. Yeah. So let's yeah. talk about John McAfee because I was doing my research last night. 
he's kind of a controversial character. Oh, yeah, so, very. What was your relationship like with him? And it's like you went to the light and became this teacher of a gratitude practice, and he went to the darker side and supposedly killed him. Uh, he killed someone. He was accused of that and then ended up committing suicide in jail. So what was that relationship like, and why do you guys – why do you think you guys went such different directions? You went to the light and he went to the dark. I'm just curious about that. John, so, rest in peace, John. Um, yes. You know, so when I met John, I was so desperate. And I needed someone that would listen to me, someone that I felt so unheard. I felt like I, like I, my, like I had to have gone to Stanford, and I had to be twenty-one years old, and have no clue about life, but like have a brain of a genius coder in order to make a tech company work. And um, you know, when I met him, I I knew I knew a lot about about him and the controversies and all of that because he was already controversial at that time when I met him. <clears throat> you know, he was already uh, being pursued by the Sinaloa cartel. You know, I had my, some of my conversations with John were about that, were about, because I wanted to gauge my risk here. You know, after I, basically we made the deal, I thought maybe I should have asked him about this whole Sinaloa cartel thing and how exposed am I and how at risk am I to being killed here? You know, <laughs> I mean, I should have asked him before, but I didn't. I, I was just desperate. And, uh, <clears throat> yeah, desperation. And, uh, you know, he told me that he didn't kill the guy. He told me that the that the Belizean government was, invaded his home and that, you know, and they were the ones who shot the guy, who shot his neighbor. And then they took all his money. The Belizean government took all his money. And then he got into trouble with Sinaloa cartel. You know, I'm not going to speculate. There's a couple of documentaries. One of them is on Netflix and one of them is on Showtime. And I didn't, I haven't watched them because I really don't care. You know, it doesn't really matter to me. You know, he was, he was really kind to me. And he was really a nice person to me. Sometimes, sometimes he would go. Napoleon, what the fuck are you talking about? Excuse my language. <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? We're going to do this and then this. And I go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But this, no, 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 no. You're going to listen to me. I sold my company for $7 billion, blah, 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 and all of that, right? So you sell your company for $7 billion, you'll have my ear. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but, you know, we actually, we had an event here in Santa Monica. I invited a few of my friends and a few people, a few investors to meet him. And we were awarded best startup of the year. Um, seven, eight years ago. Yeah. It was an amazing experience. An amazing. Uh, and he came and he was very gracious to everybody. But John was always dark. He was always dark. He was always a little like... Um, hard you know and uh when i met him you know he's he's passed now so i can say he was sober and he lost his sobriety mm. while we were partners and i remember 
seen his the news that he had been pulled over for a DUI, and I called him and I said, "Look, we, you know, let me know what I can do for you. Let me know how I can help." <clears throat> you know, um, he couldn't he couldn't get sober again. You know, and uh, and he believed that being the more controversial he was being, the more attention we, he grabbed. And it's true. And unfortunately, some of those comments that he's made over the years, you know, some of the institutional investors that I started uh, pitching were really turned off by that, by him. And so I had to make a decision and take him off the board. And I did. You know, he was still a shareholder, but he was still a member of the board. Um, and but he, you know, it was a really uh, interesting experience. We uh, we talked mostly about business. Sometimes we shared personal stuff, but it was it was always a little dark, you know. And uh, yeah. So Did you ever share with him your? That. Yeah, may you rest in peace. Did you ever share with him your gratitude practice? And you know, I did. And okay. He says, and he says, Napoleon, I know all about that. I've been doing gratitude practices for 35 years. <laughs> and I said, but you've never done it this way, John. you got to, like, be open. No, no, no. i got much to do. You know, whatever. You know, and this is, unfortunately, <clears throat> the people who have been doing gratitude processes over their lifetime are the ones who take longer or who find it more difficult to actually do a new practice, you know, and the reason, I don't know what the reasons are, to be honest with you. Uh, all I know is that they tend to be the ones who dismiss it or know too much. I used to be that way. Mm -hmm. I used to be that way. When people would say, you know, blah, 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 spirituality, you know, I had read so much and I had so much knowledge that I would debate them based on my knowledge. Napoleon, you cut out. I don't know if you got another call. Or maybe the mute button got hit. Uh, you're muted. The producer says you're muted. Um, hmm. Why don't we do this? We'll give Napoleon a couple seconds to unmute, and then we can. Why don't we do our commercial break now, John Michael, my producer friend, and then we'll come back in, in a few minutes. This is Rebecca. Are you unmuted now? Okay. This is Rebecca Whitman, your host of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. We are taking you from burned out, overwhelmed, stressed out, to Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant, and we are live. That's why you're hearing this kind of stuff. You know, things get muted. There's glitches. People lose and gain their Wi-Fi. It's live, guys. Live TV from the Bold Brave TV Network. We're going to cut to a quick commercial break. And when we come back, you're going to get to hear more about Napoleon and how gratitude can change your life. We'll see you in a few minutes. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are so excited to take you from burned out to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. We are coming to you live from Bold Brave TV, and we have Napoleon back in the studio. Welcome back, Napoleon. Oh, you're muted again. 
Napoleon, you're muted. Hmm. John, Michael, can you help him? So I am going to do my some of my offerings, and then we'll just do the rest of the interview when Napoleon comes back. <clears throat> so, yep. okay, are you okay? All right, you're back. Welcome back to the show. Thank you, thank you. I'm sorry. Keep getting phone calls, even though I already turned on the "Do Not Disturb." I don't know what else to do. Okay. Anyway, you're, very you're a very popular guy. So let's. <laughs> Let's talk about the next question. What actually is, let's go to the meat and potatoes of this interview. What is the gratitude practice that you teach? <clears throat> so, you know, that gratitude process that I started working from, uh, after having been doing this, I've been doing this for eight years, almost eight years, <clears throat> you know, and in that process, I realized that there's so many things that I wanted to add to it. And I modified the gratitude practice to uh, expedite results and to enhance uh, whatever we have, right? <clears throat> uh, so it's a combination of being grateful for things that we already have and for things in advance. And one of the things that... Uh, they included in credited practice is also saying, I'm happy and grateful for blah, 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 blah. You put whatever you want to bring into your life or whatever you already have in your life and then say, because, and the because is very important. I didn't realize how important it was uh, until I started doing this practice and I started studying the brain because I learned a lot about the brain. When I got that half a million dollars originally, <clears throat> I started studying the brain. I found out that anything that we, that we do or the, or the ideas that we make up about ourselves and about life before the age of seven will be who we become in life. <clears throat> so we're a bunch of seven-year-olds walking around here pretending that we're adults. That's that really... And it's very difficult to actually rewire the brain from that moment on. Very difficult. And every year, it becomes increasingly more difficult. Um, so the only way to rewire the brain that I read about, you know, maybe there are other ways, but one, two, the two ways that I know are a powerful emotional incident or a repetitive action that takes place daily for 83 days or more. That will create new neural pathways and will completely change, uh, you know, the brain, the way that the brain works and the way that you see life and the way that you, your outlook on life. <clears throat> and uh, so based on that, the, because it's important because the brain needs to understand why we're doing this, why we want that or why we, we are doing it. And eventually that becomes a support pillar of the manifestation that happens. You know, I love and, that uh, a lot of people do teach gratitude lists, but when you say because 
it really, I feel like it really goes deeper into your subconscious. Yes. The other two parts about this is that when you read these statements and then you visualize, visualize what you want to bring in or what you already have, right? Mm -hmm. You visualize it. If you want to bring it in, you visualize already being there and having it. And how does it feel when I already have those $2 million in the bank? You know what I used to use to do? Is that I used to visualize a $2 million in my bank account statement. And I would oh, yeah. see it and I would, you know, and at first I didn't get any feeling from it. But the more I repeated it over and over again, the more real it became. And the more I started getting the chills, I would like feel so happy to have that money in the bank and see it. And I, and then when you reach that point of joy and happiness, that elevated with that elevated, elevated emotion of gratitude, it's just the universe is just providing more of that. And the happier I became, the easier it became to say, okay, no problem. To all the 70 investors that I went to pitch when I was trying to raise those $2 million, I was laughed out of meetings and I didn't care. It was like I would go and I would say, hey, you know, we're doing $2 million. It would leave. What are you kidding? Get out of here. And I was thrown out of meetings also. It didn't matter. And when you realize that it doesn't really matter, that you're going to get it anyway, because that's what happened. I turned the corner and I knew that the money was coming. I didn't know from where, but I just knew it. I felt it. And then, you know, a few weeks later, it was here. It was in my bank account. So Incredible. that was amazing. <clears throat> yeah. This is a show about having that balanced life. How do you balance being a dad to your 15-year-old son running your business, and leading your weekly gratitude community meeting? How do I balance it? I don't. <laughs> uh, you know, um, now I prioritize my life, <clears throat> what's important to me, what are the things that are important to me, and I put those first, including self and my son, right? And my business <clears throat> the money, the blah, 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 all of these things come later. And I, uh, you know, I used to be so busy, so busy that uh, I didn't have time to do, to have joy in my life. And now I find time to go to the beach in the middle of the day. Now I find time to go to see the sunset almost every night. And I love going to watch the sunset. Uh, so I'm always going out and uh, having fun. If we're not having fun, you're wasting your life away. I got to tell you. And I was one of those people. I was one of those people that said, ah, oh, put the nose to the grindstone and like, you know, grind it out. I don't do that anymore. I meditate. You know, I my whole practice in the morning, I meditate. I do a bunch of other things. I do visualization work. I do my gratitude practice. Most of the time, sometimes I do it at night before I go to sleep. Um, but most of the times I do it in the morning. And it takes me whatever amount of time it takes me. I don't, I don't, I don't look at the phone. Lately, I've been violating that policy to look at my phone before I do my meditation and all my spiritual work. Because, and I violated this in the last few days out of fear, out of whatever it is, you know, something 
thinking. Um, but it's important that we start the day with a clear slate and set a tone for the day. The day shouldn't be setting a tone for us or, you know, telling us we're going to do this or all of that. You're, you don't want your brain to take over. You want your soul, your spirit, and your consciousness to take over from the beginning of the day. And so my visualization and my gratitude work and my uh, meditation helps me establish the day and put all priorities in place. And most importantly, I visualize the outcomes for all the meetings that I'm going to have that day. What kind of outcome I want and visualize having the best outcome or the outcome that benefits me. And I got to tell you, it works. It works. So, and your I don't son really... does this now? Are you teaching your 15 year old son to have the same gratitude practice that you do? I have. <clears throat> my son actually helped me write my gratitude for kids book because, uh, you know, he was so, such an integral part of it, you know, of my awakening, of my spiritual awakening, because truly that's what I had eight years ago. I had a spiritual awakening. And uh, I went from knowing a lot to actually being it. And, uh, you know, big difference. I didn't even know the difference because I just had so much knowledge. Anyways, so yeah. Napoleon, so, Napoleon, how can people find your gratitude book for children? How can they keep in touch with you? You didn't even do the evening gratitude practice uh, yet. So how can they find out about your evening gratitude practice? <clears throat> so... They can text me, no problem. Uh, you can give them their, my phone number if you want. I can also give it to them here if mm -hmm. you want. 310-497-3495. Uh, and then they can go to, um, that's my phone. You text me, you tell me that you would be added to the gratitude list, and I will do that. And those people that are members of the gratitude text group get the invitation to attend the Tuesday night gratitude meeting. Uh, and they get that every Sunday. Uh, and then we have a location in Culver City where, you know, the speakers come and, and we can also do Zoom for people that are not in the area. Um, you can go to Kids Gratitude if you want to buy the book, the Kids Gratitude book. Um, it's, you know, such a joy. I'm actually in the process of launching the book, and I'm focused on that right now. Focus on uh, selling these books this this winter, you know, for Christmas. So they can text me, or they can go to that, or they can go to the gratitudemanifestation.com website. Uh, that's also a way to to get a hold of me or to purchase some of the stuff that we have. Wow, you have are so generous. You're so busy, and you gave out your cell phone number. Wow, you really are passionate about getting people into your gratitude vortex. So thank you, Napoleon, so much for being on the show. We appreciate your time. I'm loving my gratitude practice. I've had a gratitude practice for 30 years, but this is definitely taking me to the next level. And all kinds of cool opportunities are coming my way. So thank you for having me in your community. And thank you for being on the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant show. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I really appreciate it. You and, are so. Uh, looking forward to 
more abundance with you. Absolutely. I can't wait to see how we can collaborate. Thank you. Sounds great. So this is another wonderful show, The Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I have some amazing things coming up. I am offering a free coaching call for the first five people who go to my Linktree link. If you are serious about wanting to lose 10 pounds or find your soulmate by the end of the year, I got you. So go to the link in my bio, the Linktree, and I am going to give you a free coaching call. I have five spots available and they fill up quickly. We are having a free summit called Mindset Makeover. I'm doing it with an incredible coach named Ashley Smith and a whole bunch of other coaches. We're all getting together and giving you our best mindset hacks for free. Go to the link in my bio to sign up and get your free pass. You can watch it right from your computer or your phone. And it's a free Mindset Makeover Summit just for listening to the show. We're also having, if you're listening to this in October of 2022, we're having a $20 off flash sale on this collagen. If you're not drinking this collagen, you are missing out. Look at the glow. My hair, my skin, my nails, amazing. It increases muscle. It burns fat. It makes you look younger, feel stronger have more energy. This collagen comes in five yummy flavors, mango, lemon, coconut, vanilla, chocolate, raspberry lemonade. Go to the link in my bio, the link tree to get your $20 off flash sale and normal times $10 off. And one more thing, you can join my 777 challenge, seven pillars of abundance in seven days for $7. You get to reboot, and the 777 Challenge is your reboot. So this has been another wonderful episode of the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. I'm your host, Rebecca Whitman, and we are taking you from burned out and overwhelmed to balanced, beautiful, and abundant. And this is live from the Bold Brave TV Network. Until we see each other next week, keep your vibe high and your hands clean. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Balanced, Beautiful, and Abundant Show. Please rate, subscribe, and review this podcast. If you or someone you know feel stuck and needs more abundance and balance in their life, please go to my link tree in the show notes to schedule your complimentary breakthrough call. I look forward to hearing from you, and we'll see you on the next podcast episode.